welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. I am Diesel coming to you from Deezer's da- Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. It sure is dapper in these parts. Uh, I am joined by my good buddy and also the co host of this show. I used to be the co host with the mostest, but on this occasion, it is the Dadalac, Chad. Aw, thanks. It feels so good to have the mostest. But yes, I am here. I, I am upset, and I am just now realizing I didn't write week 17. So, but yeah, it's, it is what it is. You do, do the recap while I. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do the recap while I fix that. Well. I had myself a pretty good week last week. I ended up going 13 and 3. Only got a, a couple games wrong. Chad went 9 and 7. We have four games different, so just like a couple weeks ago, it just flip-flopped back to where we were, which is weird cuz yeah, you had that week where you won all four games that were different. Now I did the same, and I went out on a limb, and I went with Houston, and they won. I went with New Orleans, and they won. Um, I told you, I had gut feelings on those teams. But, yeah, um, so my overall record right now is 140-83-1, and and Chad is 137-86-1. And, and yeah, it was, I didn't, I'm not going to lie to you, I didn't watch any football on Saturday. Didn't see a single snap, because where I was at isn't uh football household i guess and yeah it was christmas eve so i mean i know what happened i didn't but i can't i don't have the experience of actually watching the games like i would on a normal week um i watched the packer game i mean and that's really about it i saw a little bit of monday night and then uh turned it off pretty early in the third quarter because it was yeah but uh, and I saw the second half of Thursday night, which was pretty fun at the end. But yeah, let's talk about this week because I ain't missing this week. I'm telling you right now because we have a full slate of games on Sunday. We have 14 games on Sunday. Oh yeah! And I am so excited for Red Zone. And we also have a game that is worthy of Monday Night Football for once, for the first time in I don't know how long. We actually have a Monday Night Football game that is good. But uh, we'll get there eventually. We got to start with Thursday Night Football. It is the last game of 2022. And it takes place on the 29th of December. We have the 11-4 Dallas Cowboys traveling to the 7-8 Tennessee Titans. Dallas is favored by 10 and a half. And how many times has Dallas been favored by double digits and it's come back to bite him in the ass? A lot. But Tennessee isn't, they're not good. They've lost any like momentum that they had early in the season. And Dallas just had a big victory against the Eagles. I know it was without Jalen Hurts, but it's a big victory nonetheless. And I, Chad, you just need to listen to me. I told you the Eagles weren't going to finish the season with one loss, and if they were going to lose a game, it was going to be a division game. I called it. Just you did. Say. You called it. I mean, Gardner Minshew played his heart out. That last fumble by Miles Sanders was just absolutely ridiculous. I know you didn't watch all the games, but, man, it was 
The ending of a lot of games this past week on Saturday uh, was just sickening. The, the Vikings, will get to talk about them too later, winning that game on a 61-yard field goal. I just, it makes you want to vomit everywhere. But I, I really thought that the Cowboys were going to choke away that game last week. But they did not. You're right. But this game, this game scares the shit out of me. Because once again, as you said, how many double-digit lead favorites have the Cowboys been? And I think they've only covered, I think, one time. And that was against the Colts. And that was only because they scored 30-some points in one quarter. Like, the whole rest of the game, they weren't co- even close to covering. And they only finally covered at the end. I mean... I'm taking the Cowboys here. The Titans, I called them a sham many, many moons ago, and I was proven right because they are nothing but a sham. I think they've now lost six straight games, five or six straight games, and they look like... Five. Five, yeah. They look like a shell of a team. They're not even, like, competitive. Ryan Tannehill's out. They're starting the rookie, Malik Willis, and Derrick Henry might not play this game because he's got a hip injury, and it's a short week. So, yeah. I'm taking Dallas. The last time uh, Tennessee won was against Green Bay on Thursday Night Football. Um, wow, I'm going when Dallas I was in Jamaica. Too. Yeah, I'm going Dallas as well, and I just I don't think that this is going to be a good game to watch. There. No, I only have I have a lot of invested interest in this game because I have. A lot of fantasy players going, and I am in the fantasy championship in one of my leagues, thankfully. At least I made it in one. Lucky you. And I'm playing Diesel in the Loser Bowl in another one. Yep. That's where I live. That's where I live. Well, anyways, moving on to the very first game of 2023. And it is a game not worthy for that title. So uh, I should have switched them around just for fun, but this is the order that I had when I listed them. We have the 4-11 Arizona Cardinals traveling to the 5-10 Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta is favored by 3.5. And And I don't really think it matters. Both these teams are not good. Atlanta has lost its luster. They had the, for a lot of the season, they were a lot of fun to watch, but all of a sudden they lost it. Uh, Similar to like Seattle, Um, but I don't know, Arizona is just bad. I am reluctantly going to pick Atlanta because I don't know who to pick in this game. And they're at home and Arizona's bad. Yeah, I mean, both of these teams are bad. And man, do you remember how fun Atlanta was like four or five weeks ago? Like, it was the game of the week every week. They never won, but at least they kept it competitive and interesting. And now that they're starting their rookie quarterback, he doesn't seem to have it yet. And also, I know that Kyle Pitts wasn't, you know, producing on the field. But I at least feel like the option of having them out there was making defenses play them a little more honestly. And now they are just, they're kind of boring to watch at this point, which is really sad to say about Atlanta. Man, uh, who, it's, I mean, she, it's, is it Trace McSorley starting again for the Cardinals? I would assume, who knows? I don't know, man. 
you know what? Just to be different, to uh, you know, spice things up, I'll I'll take the Cardinals, even though I think they're an absolutely atrocious team. I think Atlanta's just also on the backslide, and I think JJ Watt's playing out of his mind since he's now announced that he's retiring after this year, and he's really, you know, I think he's gonna go on a high note. Maybe he has a big game. Yeah, I feel bad that he never made it to the Super Bowl. Um, maybe if he would have come to Green Bay, who knows? Maybe he was the missing piece. I right. doubt it. But uh, it would have been nice if we would have drafted TJ. But Oh, if he would have drafted TJ Watt, he a 1,000% would have been a Green Bay Packer. Traded out of the spot that drafted him the pick later. So, could have had him. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. This game is going to suck. I'm not really looking forward to it. What's the uh, over-under of this game? Oh, over-under is 40 and a half, and I can see that happening just because they both suck. Yeah, I... That's that's a bonus lock. I'm not putting either bronze, silver, or gold on this. And last week, I did go 2-1, and one, folks, so the friggin' Lions are the ones who let me down, and no one saw that coming, all right? No one saw the Lions giving up almost 400 yards of rushing to the Carolina Panthers, all right? But... I mean... Are you the king of segues or what? Because uh, the next game is at noon on Sunday. Three and twelve Chicago Bears traveling to the seven and eight Detroit Lions. The Lions are favored by five and a half. And as Chad said, they got run over on Saturday. Uh, like, I didn't see the game, but, like, it was embarrassing. I know that much. Um, from what I did see of the game and from all the talk I've heard about the game, it uh, was not good for anybody but the Green Bay Packers. But, uh, yeah, I with this game, the Chicago Bears, division game, they have nothing to play for. They're trying to maybe figure some things out uh, with Justin Fields. It's indoors. I could easily see the Bears winning this game. And it's going to be a real test for Detroit because they are on the fringe of the playoffs. And if they can't beat the Bears, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. So it, this is... This is a bigger game for Detroit than next week at Green Bay because if they don't win this game, the game at Green Bay is probably not going to matter for them. I don't know if Detroit's going to win, though. I'm, like, really 50-50 on this game because I could see uh, Justin Fields running all over him. Yeah, this is another game that I just... Uh, this I do like that the NFL finally switched to having division games, like, very heavily at the end of the year so teams can't take it off where... Back in the day, like weeks 16 and 17, you could basically just, it was a wash because you were playing just nonsense opponents. It was just garbage time. It didn't matter. Now, now you got to be shooting every shot every week. And with the way that the Lions lost that game, I was, I was so high on the Lions. They were looking so good. They'd won like five straight games. They were killing it. And they were playing the Carolina Panthers, who are a team who are garbage this year. They're trash. They're, they? Their season's over. I don't know. Are they? <laughs> their season's not over if they win on Sunday. 
Yeah, and the Bucks lose. Yeah, because they had to play the Bucks. Well, we'll get to that later as well. But, oh, man, they're playing the Bears, who have nothing to play for except to spoil other people's seasons. And, man, Justin Fields just running up and down the field. I just watched Deontay Foreman and Chubba Hubbard. Even Sam Darnold looked like RG3 and freaking Michael Vick in their prime. Like, I don't understand what was happening on Sunday. I, I got to take the Lions here. I'm I'm taking the Lions because I think that Carolina might have been a trap game for them, and they were very much looking forward to the two weeks after having to play Chicago this week and then next week basically being a pseudo-playoff game with the way it's all shaking out against the Green Bay Packers. So I think maybe they just look past Carolina a little bit. I got the Lions riding the ship and getting this victory against a... Just very incomplete Bears team. They have so many holes, but they got a lot of bright pieces that could be great because they have a billion things for next year. But at this time, they're an incomplete team. So I'm going to take the Lions. I am going to take the Lions as well just because I I want to see how they react with their backs against the wall. And I mean, they, the bags were kind of against the wall when they're one and six, and now they're they're right there. They can get in the playoffs. I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. I, uh, this is a tough one. I'm taking the Lions just because I feel like you're right. The Bears are an incomplete team, and I'm taking the Lions. I'm not going to talk myself out of it. So I'm moving on. Uh, the next game is at noon on Sunday, and it is the 7-8 and eight Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the 2-12-1 Houston Texans. Jacksonville is favored by 4.5, and, and this is a scary game because, like, I'm my, – my brain and is screaming out Jacksonville. Like, it – Houston's good, but Jacksonville, I mean, Houston's not good. They've been playing good lately. They've been playing good against good teams lately, and they just got a win. But Jacksonville is hot, and they they feel like they have this, like, this little, like, fairy dust that was sprinkled on them. Like, Trevor Lawrence is looking good. Uh, they're playing good. They're moving the ball. Their defense is playing really good. Like, and they're tied with the Titans record-wise. And I really think they're going to win this division, and they're going to beat they're going to be Houston. Uh, but I'm worried that they're that Houston is going to be like, oh, we won last week, and then they remembered how to win, and Jacksonville is going to turn into what they were at the beginning of the season. But I'm banking on that's not going to happen. I'm going Jacksonville. Uh, first of all, what's the over-under on this game? 43 and a half. Folks, with the bronze lock of the week, take the under. Because as I've said all year doing this podcast, Houston has a sneaky defense. And they've proven it the past few weeks where they don't give up a ton of points. They might give up yards, but they just clamp down when they're supposed to. And I don't see this being many points scored in this game. I see this being a, you know, 21-17 kind of game. So, 
hit the under on this one for sure for the bronze lock of the week. And for my pick, you know, I've, I've been riding with the Jags all year. I told you weeks ago, get the money on the Jags winning the AFC South when they were still underdogs to win. And boys, girls, whatever in between, however you like to refer to yourself, they're going to win it. They are coming in hot. They are going to beat Houston this week. Give me the Jags. I don't think it'll be an easy win because, once again, Houston is a very sneaky defense. But I do have the Jags winning this game in the end. Give me Trevor Lawrence, who, fun fact I heard on The Herd the other day, is the most has the highest QBR in the entire NFL since week seven in the NFL. Has just been absolutely ripping it up. Okay, well, moving on to the next game on Sunday at noon, we have the 4-11 Denver Broncos, who just fired their head coach yesterday, facing the... 12 and 3 Kansas City Chiefs and yeah I mean Denver showed up against Kansas City last time but that's not happening this time Denver is officially done um we can stick a fork in them they're gonna give Seattle a top five pick and Pete Carroll says thank you for doing business and Kansas City is going to threaten to take the number one seed away from Buffalo this week. And it's a very likely thing that could happen. So I'm going with Kansas City. I think this one is a no-brainer. Yeah, this is one of those situations where if this was a college game, I'd probably really consider taking the Denver Broncos because when you fire a coach, I don't know why it always seems to happen, but that team the next game always seems to play harder and they generally seem to win. And maybe it's just something I've made up in my head and I can just, I only remember the instances of it being true. So that's why I think it's true, but I can't see Denver winning this game. Kansas City is the best offense in the NFL right now. They are scary good. They're scary efficient. They're not electric like they used to be when Tyreek Hill was there. Like it's isn't the, I'm going to score 35 points in like 10 minutes on you because we're just going to do, you know, five 80-yard bombs in like two seconds. This is the, I'm going to kill you with a thousand paper cuts. You're just not going to be able to get me off the field and there's nothing you can do about it. Patrick Mahomes is the MVP right now because unfortunately Jalen got hurt. I think Jalen had that award wrapped up had he been able to play the rest of the season. But missing that game and possibly missing this week, I think Patrick Mahomes is probably the MVP again. I got the Chiefs as well in this game. How much are they favored by? They are favored by 13 and a half. Yeah, I'm not I'm not touching that. I would if I was going to bet anything, I would probably bet Denver to maybe cover this even though they just gave up 50 points. I don't think they're actually that bad and I think that they will come out and play hard. For the interim coach, whoever it is. I don't actually know who's their interim coach right now. But I think they'll play hard, and I would consider betting Denver. But I'm not actually very confident either way. I mean, how crazy is it that Nathaniel Hackett didn't even make it the entire season? That's what happens when you give up 50 points to freaking Baker Mayfield-led Rams team who are done. They're another team that's cooked, and you gave up 50 effing points. 
They Denver was a dark horse Super Bowl contender, and <laughs> with they got the head coach they wanted, they got the quarterback that was in the second on their list. They wanted Aaron Rodgers, but that's it's just nuts. It's nuts that uh, yeah he didn't even make it the full season. He did as well as Urban Meyer. Yeah. That's, oh man, that's wild to think. Peter Meyer got fired a little bit earlier, but still, both of them didn't make a full season. Uh, moving on to the next game. On Sunday at noon, we have the 8 and 7 Tua lists Miami Dolphins at 7 and 8 New England Patriots. I don't think that Tua's playing. I mean, like, it's very unlikely that Tua is going to play. Being in the concussion protocol for the third time, I mean, not good. And they let him play when apparently he had a concussion through, like, a lot of the game. And that makes sense why he was throwing it, like, right to the Packers. Um, I mean, yeah, that was pretty rough. If, if he, like, because that video is circulating all over social media when they say he it looks like he hit his head like egregiously on the turf and that was in the first half if he really once again played an entire second half of football with a concussion and led to that poor of play because the Packers were getting decimated by Tua like not don't get me wrong the game was like close but like Tua was carving them up and then that second half happened and he was just throwing it to the Packers like it looked so night and day different from the first to second half. Like, that's scary. He better not be playing this week. And I, that's not even as a Patriots fan or anything. That's just as a person. That dude should not be on an NFL football field this week. He clearly has some issues going on, and he needs to get that worked on and fixed. I mean, he should probably be shut down for the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. I mean, even if they make the playoffs, like, it's, I don't know, it's concussions. Like, if it's the third time this year there's got to be a limit i think you know like he's doing you got to save him from himself at some point i mean it's it's unfortunate i mean no one wants to see anybody get injured i mean i like that the packers won the game but like i mean i didn't want to see it because tua wasn't at his best i mean so that's unfortunate and i don't know why they stopped running the ball because Early on, the Packers couldn't stop the run, and then they just committed to the pass. And did you see the Jair Alexander like post game interview with Pam Oliver? No, I didn't. Oh my god, you gotta watch it! It's the funniest thing ever. Dude's a character. He's like, she asked him about uh, <laughs> um, his interception, and he's like, he's telling her about it. And he's like, so I'm just, I'm backing up, and all of a sudden I see the ball, and I'm like, I can't believe it. Is he throwing it to me? It's like, oh my god. He's like, I caught. Like, you gotta watch it. It's like the funniest thing ever. Like his reaction and his face, like, yeah. And then he shouts the pack is back and runs away. You know, he, you gotta love he a good post game He has a little bit of uh, Tony Plush in him, ah. and those who know who Tony Plush is will uh, probably agree with me. Those are the days. Those are some Tony Plush. Still got that jersey. It's classic. It's classic. Oh, uh, oh man! In this anyways, game, you're talking though, about Miami and yeah. New England. <laughs> um, I, man, I, 
I think New England can win this game. It's in New England, uh, especially if it's T-Bridge playing back there. But, man, we are not looking. We're falling apart just like we did last year at this time. And we kind of limped into the playoffs last year and got housed by Buffalo. I don't even know if we're going to make it to the playoffs this year with the way we've been playing. But I think we can beat Miami with a Teddy Bridgewater-led team. And I just hope we can be Miami. I'm, I'm going to take the Patriots. I don't, I'm not confident about it, but I'm taking the Pats. I'm not super confident about it either. I'm just to be different. I'm going to take Miami. Um, I Teddy Bridgewater played earlier in the season. Um, you still have Waddle, you still have Hill, you still have Monster, you still have Kyle Wilson Jr. You still have playmakers. And Teddy Bridgewater isn't horrible. Um, he might not be at a starter level anymore in the league, but I mean, he's not horrible. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna just, just to be different, I think it's pretty close. It's closer than a two and a half point. I would give it a push, to be honest with you, just because New England hasn't been playing very good. Miami's lost four in a row, but I'm going Miami. Uh, the next game uh, at noon on Sunday is the 4-10-1 Indianapolis Colts traveling to the 8-6-1 New York Giants. Giants are favored by five. The Colts are the Colts. They're not any good. Uh, the Giants are falling apart, but uh, this should be a winnable game for them and maybe get them on track to hold their playoff spot. But if they lose this game, they're almost done. I just don't see it happening. I'm going with the Giants. Yeah, I feel so bad for the G-Men. I cannot believe they lost to a 61-yard field goal. That just, they deserve to win that game. They came back like I don't know what it is with the Vikings this year who they sold their soul to or what kind of deal they made with the devil because to be 11-0 in one score games once again we're not talking about the Vikings right now but it's just infuriating and I'm gonna keep bringing it up 11-0 in one score games just, just makes me so mad but to this game the Giants have got to win this game the Colts are a team completely disjointed they're gonna be on a short week they just played on Monday Night Football against the Chargers, which, why did the Colts have so many primetime games this year? I just, that I don't understand. They were never oh. going to be a good team this year, even no, with that's Matt not Ryan. True. They were a dark horse team, too. They had guess, Jonathan yeah. Taylor. They were, they've seemed like the last couple seasons that they were just a quarterback away. That's why they went and got Phillip Rivers. Didn't work out. And they got Carson Wentz. It didn't work out. And then who would have guessed that Matt Ryan would have been the worst of the three? That I mean, I would it's never arguable guessed. between Philip Rivers. I mean, not Philip Rivers. He's the best one, obviously. But between Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz, it is arguable. But I think that Matt Ryan has done way more damage than Carson Wentz did. But Oh, 100%. That, this team is trash. Jeff Saturday does not know what he is doing. I would not be surprised if the Colts, once again, didn't put up a touchdown in this game. I think that they cannot handle the blitz, and all the Giants do is blitz. So 
Once again, this is one of those situations where it's just, I don't think it's going to work out well. I got the Giants going away. I will put the silver lock of the week. Giants are going to win this game, and they're going to win it by more than a touchdown. So, folks, give me those. I will eat those Giants points. Yeah, the Colts just, yeah, aren't good. They're going to get a good draft pick, though, so maybe they'll actually draft a quarterback instead of trying to uh, chase, like, quarterbacks past success. Baker Mayfield to the Colts next year. But apparently the Rams aren't getting rid of him. If you uh, hear uh, the comments from Sean McVay, he says he's not going anywhere. And apparently Matthew Stafford's job is not secure because of his injury. So Matthew Stafford to the Colts. There you go. I called that last year and then he went to the Rams. But uh, I don't know. I Baker Mayfield and McVay have this uh, relationship because – I don't know. It's a weird story. They sat next to each other on a plane, and like McVeigh really likes Baker Mayfield, and apparently, I mean Baker's two and one, on the Rams. So maybe Baker is the quarterback that uh, that McVeigh wants to go with in the future. So who knows? Who knows? I mean, they don't have any draft picks. Uh, Baker's younger than Stafford. I mean, he still could be a franchise quarterback. So. I guess we'll find out. We're not even talking about the Rams right now, though, either. I don't know how we got onto that subject. Anyways, moving on to the next game at noon on Sunday. It is the 6-9 New Orleans Saints traveling to the 13-2 Philadelphia Eagles. Right now, it's still up in the air whether Hurts is going to play or not. He's day-to-day, so I'm sure it's going to be a game-time decision. Um... I think either way, Philadelphia is going to win this game because the Saints aren't any good. Um, like like we said last week, Gardner Minshew, why he isn't starting for somebody is just stupid. It's, yeah. I, don't, I can't think of a better word because there's so many teams out there that don't have great quarterbacks. And like, people, like the Jets believe in a guy like Mike White. And why doesn't anybody believe in Gardner Minshew? I don't know. Next I year, just, hopefully next year, yeah. somewhere he'll be starting. But. Dude, he has the greatest story. Lived, was living in his car to like get on the team for the Jaguars. Like makes the team and actually gets to start and played well. Like I just don't get why everyone hates on Gardner Minshew. He should definitely be a starting quarterback for some NFL team. Like he is better than anything they have in Houston. That's for damn sure. So like. Uh in the good place when uh, Blake Bortles gets released he just is automatically a Gardner Minshew fan hey Gardner Minshew is the most Duval County of any human I've ever seen in my entire life (laughs) like if I had to describe Duval County as a human it would be Gardner Minshew I'm going to take it you're going with uh, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, without question. I I think that if I was the Philadelphia Eagles, I would sit Hurts no matter what this week. Like, there is no reason to play him. Give him another week of rest and let Minshew play. Let's get some Minshew mania going again. I I would agree with that. They've already uh, locked up a playoff spot. Um, They're one win away from locking up the division, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 
I would probably rest Hertz as well, just because, like, you're most likely going to have the one seed, and a healthy Jalen Hurts in the playoffs could do some damage. So I don't know who's going to beat the 49ers. I really don't. So you're going to need to come at full strength. So, yeah, definitely. I don't even think I would question it. I would even announce it. I wouldn't even care. You're playing the Saints. Yeah, the Saints no. aren't going to beat you. Saints, um, it's not. So. If it was in New Orleans, maybe like you're a little worried, but it's in Philadelphia. Just rest, rest hurts, and just run on the ball. Run the ball all over the Saints, just like everyone else has done to the Saints. It's fine. Just run the ball. Here we go. We got another game at noon on Sunday, and it is the six and nine Carolina Panthers at the seven and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is favored by three. I do not, I, I cannot comprehend how Tampa Bay won on Sunday night. Like, it just does not make sense to me. Like, I mean, I know they're playing Arizona, and I know that, like, I know everything, but, like, they did not look good on Sunday, and then they still came back, game went into overtime. Tom Brady's like, oh, I'm Tom Brady, and we win the game. It just, I don't get it. And I don't understand Carolina either. Are they good? Are they not? It's like every other week. I'm taking Carolina in this game. Because Tampa Bay played in overtime, and I'm going to listen to Chad. And also, when Carolina can move the ball, like when they run the ball, their defense is good enough to stop Tampa Bay. I just, I don't know why Carolina is not favored, to be honest with you. I, I'm going with Carolina. For sure. Oh. I, this, these two teams, I mean, that Carolina versus the Lions game, I know you said you were, you know, at Christmas Eve, so you weren't watching it. I could not believe the stat line as I'm watching Red Zone. Like, I thought that Red Zone, it literally looked like Red Zone just kept showing replays of Carolina's like 40 yard runs because every two to three minutes, Carolina would have another 40 yard freaking run. Like, the Lions could not stop them at all it looked like they had a hundred barry sanders out there like they were juking every line under other times it looked like they were playing against the vince lombardi led packers as the holes in the lions offense like the guys weren't getting hit for 20 yards till 20 yards down the field like it didn't make any sense and then the freaking tampa bay buccaneers they are just tom brady now huh like that's all that team is. There is no one else on that team who is doing anything. It is Tom Brady by grabbing the entire rest of the team by the scruff of the neck and dragging them kicking and screaming to victories because none of them want to win a game. Once again, another touchdown called back because of an idiotic offensive play. Like Tom Brady is doing everything he humanly can to try and get Tampa Bay to win games. And he did it again. And I, you know what? It's, it's going to be January football. I don't bet against Tom Brady in January. I will take Tampa Bay to win this game and lock up the NFC South. And then Tom Brady gets another shot at the playoffs. And But real quick, did you also hear that Tom Brady has said that he's not even considering retirement? That is just... Is it going to be a situation where, like, they force him into retirement like nobody signs him i like i'm to the point is it even worth because he's gonna want money you know is he worth the money that he's gonna be asking for 
Tom Brady. I don't think Colt. he is. Ah oh, man, no. Tom Brady's going to the Patriots, dude. I'm telling oh, you. Oh my God, he comes back to the he's Patriots. Gonna end, he's gonna end his career as a Patriot. He's gonna ride off into the sunset, beating the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> We're finally gonna get the Patriots Packers Super Bowl. We've been calling for like 20 years. Yeah. Once again, if there's ever a Packers Patriots Super Bowl, I'm going into hiding. I will not be seen. But yeah, I, I forgot what we were I'm talking calling about. Calling it right now. Next year. Mark my words. Save this clip. You should cut it out right now. Tom Brady is gonna be the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. I'd be fine with it. I would I would welcome him no, back with would. open arms. That's the only team that will pay him. Robert Kraft is like, he's seen what life is like without Tom Brady. <laughs> but he's not going to get the Tom Brady he thinks he's going to be getting. That's the only thing. Yeah, it's not Tom Brady of old. It's a new Tom Brady who throws the ball 50 he's times. He's not going to be good enough to win him a Super Bowl because of their defense. Just like Peyton Manning in his final year. I would I would be so happy with an eighth Super Bowl. But yes, I'm taking the Bucks and Tom Brady. And I guarantee I would. I don't know if he'll play for the Patriots next year, but I will guarantee he will not be a Buccaneer next year, no matter what. He's a free agent, so yeah, I the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are pretty much going to blow up that team. They're going to fire pretty much everybody, and they're probably going to let a lot of people go, not renew some contracts, and rebuild. But uh, moving on, next game Sunday at noon, we have the six and nine. Cleveland Browns at the 7-7-1 seven, seven Washington Commanders. I don't know who's starting that game for the Commanders because... Oh, uh, it's already been announced. Carson Wentz is the starter. They're benching Heineke. And I'm picking Cleveland. Thank you very much. Yep. I I could, I don't even really need to say much either about that. You're starting Carson Wentz. I'm picking against you. I 100% am going with Cleveland as well in this game. Real unfortunate I for the commanders. I don't know why. It just, it just, yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm trying to bet Heineke finishes this game. Yeah. Oh, I, I would bet that Carson Wentz does not play the entire game. I'm also benching Scary Terry this week in fantasy football because for some reason, Carson Wentz does not throw the ball to Terry McLaurin at all. Like I said last week, if Ron Rivera benches Heineke for uh, – Carson Wentz, he should be fired on the spot. So, I mean, I'd fire him, but he works for Washington, so they never do anything right over there. Nope. Should have stuck with being called the Washington football team. That was a way better name. Moving to the final game at noon on Sunday. Originally, this one was in the Sunday night football slot, but it got moved out, I think, for the the Rams and the Chargers? Oh, isn't it the Ravens and the Steelers? That's Got what flex. I had. Then the... So, I had conflicting things. So, originally it was the Rams and the Chargers, and then it got flexed out? Yeah. Okay, so That's what I, I had conflicting things, so I didn't know which was which. So then yes. we'll skip that and go to the end. Fantastic. And we'll go... Then this is actually the first 305 game 
on Sunday. It is the 13, and that's not correct. This I didn't an update this uh, these records here. These are week 17. We're doing great at this still. All right. It is how many losses do the 49ers have? Three or four? Uh, four. They've won eight straight games. I know that. Eleven and four. San Francisco 49ers and. Uh, what's Vegas? Six and... Nine. Nine? I'm going to go with it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I have it right here. Six and nine. Okay. Yep. We're going to get this down at some point. Anyways, the 11-4 San Francisco 49ers travel to six and nine Las Vegas Raiders. The 49ers are favored by six and... I'm going with the 49ers because I, I don't know who's going to beat them. I just They just look like impenetrable, and I just don't know who's going to actually beat them. Uh, that defense gets better and better each and every week, as every other great defense in the NFL seems to uh, falter and have missteps as the season has gone along. That 49ers defense gets better and better and better. I mean... Even with Brock Purdy not playing well, they still absolutely housed the Washington Commies and got Haneke benched for Carson Wentz. That's how good that defense is, that Ron Rivera thought it was a better idea to put Carson Wentz in. Maybe it was just protecting Haneke, who knows? But I have the 49ers in a long shot here. No chance in hell. This, folks, is the golden lock of the week eat those six points this 49ers defense is gonna eat they're they're probably gonna win the game by at least 14 themselves like when your offense only has to put up 14 points a game and your defense will probably put up 14 points a game and not give up more than you know 12 you're gonna win every game i i do i do agree i don't know who beats them and i think it's gonna come down to a bad game like they, I think, have to beat themselves in a lot of ways. I think Philly can push them and make them make mistakes, and I think that's the only way that you can beat this 49ers team. I don't know if they can even beat themselves. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Since they have went on this run, I haven't seen it yet. Um, eight straight games. It's wild. Have the seven and eight New York Jets traveling to the seven and eight Seattle Seahawks. Mike White is back. They announced he's starting. They deactivated uh, Zach Wilson. Reports are that they're already giving up on the kid, and uh, he's going to be looking for a new home, uh, which I think is crazy. He's only twenty-two years old. Like, there's a lot of kids that are twenty-two years old that are seniors in college. Like, give the kids some time to develop. I mean, seriously, someone might, like, give this guy a chance and he could be everything that he was drafted to be. But maybe not. Maybe maybe this hurt him coming into the league too early. Who knows? But I do know that Mike White is the better option. They're, it's the best option. Both these teams are just hanging on to trying to get into the playoffs. And... I think Seattle, for the most part, is worn out. 
I think that the Jets have a little bit more in them, especially getting uh, White back is going to uh, rejuvenate them a little bit. So I'm going to go with the Jets. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a lot to say about this. The Seahawks, unfortunately, I think the loss of Tyler Lockett is a lot more detrimental than we all like to think. Like Tyler Lockett is one of the probably he's a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL that we don't ever talk about and it's I think just because he plays out on you know the northwest coast so a lot of people don't watch Seahawks games but he is the model of consistency he is just a great wide receiver and it doesn't matter who's throwing on the ball he does great things with it without him DK Metcalf can't carry that team by himself even though he's a beast I have the Seahawks losing this game give me the Jets holding on to playoff hopes and with the way the Patriots and the Dolphins are playing, I don't know. They could sneak in. I really wouldn't be shocked to see the Jets sneak in on some you know, last-second shenanigans. On Sunday, 325, we have the 12-3 Minnesota Vikings traveling to the 7-8 Green Bay Packers. Packers are favored by three. Oh, man, we talked last week that Miami was a hurdle. If they got past Miami, then it was truly realistic that they can make the playoffs. And we didn't even talk about everything that needed to happen. And last week truly was Christmas for the Green Bay Packers. All four teams that they needed to lose ahead of them lost. And they won. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Packers are playing a little bit better. Their defense, they have never put together an entire game yet, which is very concerning because we're in week 17. But is this the week that they do it? Like, do they need to face a team like the Vikings? Are they going to be the team to beat them in a one-possession game? Like, the only non-one-possession game winner the Vikings have is week one against the Packers. Yeah. The Packers are going to repay them for that loss. I hate this. I truly hate this because, like, I gave up on this team weeks ago. When they lost five in a row, I didn't think, like, when we got this far in the season, we would still be talking about them making the playoffs. And all they need is to win out and have the Commanders lose one. And they're in. It's that simple. And I can't believe it's that simple. This late in the season, I don't even know. I'm going with the Packers. Like, I'm not going to not go with the Packers. But I am so nervous for this game. And the theme of this season is the Packers, they won't go away. They give you that little ounce of hope. And then they just rip it away from you. And I'm really hoping that that's not what's going to happen here. I don't expect them to go to the Super Bowl anymore. Like, they were my preseason pick. But if they somehow put it all together and snuck into the playoffs, I think I would be satisfied with this mess of a season that they had. Still think Joe Barry should be fired. Still think that we need some new upper management. But I don't know. I'm going with the Packers. I realistically think they can beat the Vikings because the Vikings, in a lot of ways, are like the Packers. They're not very good. <laughs> no. 
And this game is at 325. It's not at noon, which also helps the Packers. It's true. It's true. The lights will be on. Going Green Bay. I I despise this game because I really I do think the Packers should win this game. I think they're playing the Vikings. They're playing for their hope. They're playing for their season. They're playing for basically everything in this game. And the Vikings are not. They already are basically the two seed. They would need some crazy stuff to happen. They would have to win out and Philadelphia would have to lose out for them to get the one seed at this point because they did lose to Philadelphia. So they lose that tiebreaker right there. So you're basically locked into the two seed at this point, but they hate the Packers. How happy would the Vikings be to end the Packers season? Because a Packers loss here basically ends all hope. Like there's really no, I'm sure there's ways they can still get in. Like if the commanders lose out and the giants lose out, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's ways they can still get in, but losing this game to the Vikings would be detrimental and just be horrible for the Packers. But it's Kirk Cousins, and I hate Kirk Cousins. But it's Justin Jefferson, and I like Justin Jefferson. And who's going to cover Justin Jefferson? Last time he went off in week one for 5,000 yards and was just running up and down the field. Is Jair, Jair Alexander going to go one-on-one with him all game? Do I think that'll help anything? They don't do that. Yeah, well, they don't do that. And even if they did, I don't think it would help because Justin Jefferson has been torching everyone all year. And... Uh, you know what? I, I've i been picking against them all year, so maybe this will help them lose. And if I do get it right, then I get it right. I'm going to take the Purple Peep leaders. I'm going to take the Vikings. I don't like the pick at all. I do think the Packers could win this game, but I think it's coin flip. And in coin flip games, it's come up Vikings every time this year. So I guess I'm going to go with the ratio and the odds. Yeah, but there's a first time for everything. And I I wish this game was on December 31st rather than January 1st because Mel Fleur in his four seasons as head coach of the Packers is undefeated in December, which is actually pretty impressive. Yeah, that's a Um, wild stat. I heard that on the herd the other day too. But I don't know. This game, I... Like, at the beginning of the season, I thought this game was going to have a lot of meaning for different reasons. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised this game wasn't the game that got flexed into Sunday Night Football, to be honest with you. Uh, it was between um, I, it was between this Packer game, the New England game, and then the Pittsburgh uh, game that they were going to flex. And I am also shocked that they didn't choose either the New England game or the Packer game over the Steelers and Ravens game. It seems like they like to do Lambo under the lights a lot. Um, I do feel like if Green Bay wins this game and Detroit wins against Chicago, that's going to be the game flexed into Sunday Night Football. I would on, agree with that. Uh, um, and I think that should be the game that, even though it's for, I mean, it, if things go right, it could be for the sixth seed. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, I don't think it will be. I think it'll be for the seventh seed, but. Uh, Imagine three years ago, we wouldn't even be talking about this. They'd probably already both be eliminated. Yeah. But, uh... Wild yeah. times we live in. 2022. I, uh, this game... I... A couple weeks ago, I didn't think I was going to be nervous for this game. I didn't think it was going to matter at all. 
But I can't believe that Packers are seven and eight. I can't believe they've won three in a row. Just it's mind boggling. And Aaron Rodgers, you can see it in his thumb must be healing because he had some dimes he dropped, like the one to Mercedes Lewis, which I'm so glad that uh, we have that guy. Even 17 years in the league, yeah. that guy, like no one covers him because they forget he's there because he's so slow. But like he's always <laughs> wide true. open. He's always, like, wide, he's open. always wide open. They just think he's going to be out there to block. And then he actually goes and runs a route and he's wide open. But yeah. I am. I'm excited for this game, but I'm very nervous. This is a playoff game. Oh yeah. This is definitely a playoff game, and I am very nervous. But uh, that's why I love football. Like I love this feeling. I don't yeah. like the feeling afterwards when you lose. But it's like, not a good feeling. Like I had a whole different feeling when the Packers won on Sunday, like than I've had the whole season long, because like it wasn't real until they beat Miami, and now it's like. I'm so confused. But uh, yeah. moving on to uh, last game in the afternoon slots. We have what was supposed to be on Sunday Night Football. The 5-10 and 10 Los Angeles Rams traveling to their home field, which is then playing the 9-6 and six Los Angeles Chargers. Finally, Justin Herbert is in the playoffs. They clinched Finally. the wild card spot. Um. I mean, the Rams, have, besides the Packer game, they've been playing decent. But, I mean, the Chargers have as well. I and mean, that defense is getting a lot better. Getting Obviously, healthy. the Chargers are going to win this game. Yeah. Chargers are winning this game. Yeah, I don't have a, a lot to say about this game at all. I'm not gonna, I'm, the one thing I am going to say about this game is I'm not betting on this game at all. I'm not going to touch it because I really don't know. Like, which Baker Mayfield shows up? Is it the Baker Mayfield who just carved up the Denver defense, who led the league in three and outs and instead gave up 51 points? Or is it going to be the Baker Mayfield who couldn't even stay on the field in Carolina and got benched for P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold? I just don't know. And then also with San, or yeah, with San Diego, I know they're not San Diego, but once again, they're the San Diego Superchargers. The Superchargers, Justin Herbert, like... They haven't, he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass like in the past, like two or three weeks. Like, why? How are you not throwing touchdown passes? You have a thousand receivers out there who are all great. And Austin Eckler is holding the team together in a lot of ways, but they throw the ball 57 times a game. They don't make any sense. And I don't like this at all. So I am all in on the Chargers winning this game, but I'm not going to bet a dime on it. And did you, uh, some quick research for this uh, next game to uh, yeah anyways the next game is Sunday Night Football it was flexed in as we talked about before we have the 7 and 8 Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the 10 and 5 Baltimore Ravens Ravens are favored by 3 and I'm telling you right now I'm taking Pittsburgh Pittsburgh has been playing a lot better uh, Pickett is looking pretty good for a rookie and like quietly like you don't really hear him talk about it then he has pickens which is very confusing but i love it at the same time it's uh it's a different look in pittsburgh and i'm actually really liking it and i'm also calling them already to win next week because they're playing the browns and if that happens 
They'll finish 9-8. The possibility to snatch that 7 seed. But more importantly, it keeps... Uh, oh, man. Mike I can't think of his name right now. Mike Tomlin. <laughs> What's his name? Mike Tomlin's streak of never finishing under 500 alive. And I want that for him. I really do. I don't even care if they make the playoffs, but I want him to go 9-8. Just so... Yeah. Now that Big Ben's not there, I don't feel as dirty rooting for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin. Because Mike Tomlin just seems like the coolest dude ever. Like, just no nonsense. Like, this is football. Plus you're I running kicks back. Yeah. He's a little shysty on that. How many times does he trip somebody? Like, I know. that happened just once. No. <laughs> he's, he's, and he's good at it, too. He's just that subtle little uh, kick out. No one even notices until they oh, do. I'm looking. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I'm just looking. I'm just looking. Uh, but yeah, no, I. This game, I also agree. I like the Steelers in it. I don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to play in this game, but even if he does play in this game, he has not looked great. And if there's one kryptonite that the Ravens always seem to have, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, they just can never get over the hump that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like Najee Harris running the ball against this Ravens defense. And then, yeah, George Pickens on the outside. I don't know who will cover him. So he'll just run around. And then you got Kenny Pickett throwing the ball with his tiny hands. Remember when we were all talking about that before the season started? He's got tiny hands. Can't be an NFL quarterback. What the weird shit we talk about in the offseason. But I got the Steelers. Yeah. I agree. Remember when uh, Brian Bulaga was drafted by the Packers and they said he wasn't going to be any good because he had short arms? Yeah. <laughs> but, Yeah. Uh, that they were wrong about that. He was actually an All Pro. Uh, yeah. Anyways, moving on to Monday Night Football, the main event of the week. Like I said, finally a game that is worthy of prime time this year. And we have the 12 and three Buffalo Bills traveling to the 11 and four Cincinnati Bengals. This could be a playoff matchup. Um, I'm very excited for this game. I'm definitely watching this game uh the cincinnati's been hotter than buffalo lately this is gonna be this is gonna be a heavyweight like title fight i and seating is gonna be involved as well because cincinnati beats buffalo they get the tiebreaker over that and if somehow kansas city i don't i don't know what kansas city and cincinnati do they play each other they already play each other or cincinnati beat them oh yeah that's right so if they beat Buffalo, they're the number one seed. I think so. Or if Kansas City loses. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm going Cincinnati. Buffalo's favored by one and a half. But, like, I like Joe Burrow. Like, you talk about how Jalen Hurts has MVP locked up and it's probably going to Mahomes, and I agree with you. I think it's going to Mahomes. And I think that Burrow is going to take every last opportunity that he can to be like, hey, don't forget about me. He's going to get some first place votes, I feel. Don't um, you forget about me. I'm so excited for this like current like crop of young quarterbacks that we're going to be watching for the next decade. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going Cincinnati. I just, I like the Bengals. Yeah, no, uh, I, uh, once again, I would love to pick a different team against you and try and make up some ground here, but... Josh Allen has been a turnover machine. He had multiple turnovers last week against the Bears. 
they were losing in the first half against the Bears. And yeah, they pulled it together and ran the ball for like 200 yards in the second half and won that game. But you ain't doing that against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's offense is good to great right now. And their defense is also good to great right now. I love Cincinnati in this game. If I wouldn't have used all three of my locks already, I'd probably put a lock on this game because this is a bonus lock because Cincinnati playing at home against the Bills, who I said this way back when, when they played the Packers, they don't have that championship killer instinct. I don't think the Bills, as they are currently formulated with, I don't know if it's the head coach, I don't know if it's Josh Allen, I don't know exactly what it is, but they don't have that feel of a stomp on your throat to win the game kind of team. And Cincinnati does. Cincinnati just won a knockdown, drag out fight with the Patriots, who the Patriots tried everything they could to claw their asses back into that second half, and they did. But Cincinnati, you know what they did? They shut them down at the end. And that's what Cincinnati does. The Bills, I don't have a lot of faith in. I just think they're a really great team with a lot of great pieces, but I don't believe in their championship moxie, if you will. So I'm taking Cincinnati as well. Well, so here's the deal. You do have a chance to come back on me this week if everything goes your way again. So we have four games that are different. Oh, man, the classic four games. So it is very possible for you to pass me again because it's already happened twice this year. And this is almost like the final laps of, like, the Daytona 500 where, like, it's going back and forth. Like, it's getting yeah, exciting, I, folks. Yeah, it is. I This week has been better matchups than the last couple weeks. I'm really excited that we get, I think, nine noon games on Sunday. So not only are we getting the Octo Box, we're getting whatever nine is. I don't even Nana. know. Nano. Nano. Nano Box? N- the Nano Box? N-O-N-A, I think is how you spell it. Box. <laughs> sure. So, uh, yeah, Packers-Vikings should be a good one. And the Monday Night Football is going to be awesome. The only games I don't care about are really Arizona and Atlanta and Denver-Kansas City. Yeah, but the Denver-Kansas City game could have implications if Denver pulls a mat or a rabbit out of its hat somehow. Interesting stuff. So, I don't know. I don't have anything else. Do you have any final thoughts for the final show of 2022 uh good luck to everyone who is in their fantasy football championships uh it is fantasy championship week for just about everyone out there it's always the second to last week of the regular season uh i did make it to one championship as i stated earlier and then diesel and i are playing in the toilet bowl in our other league So also good luck to everyone who's playing in the toilet bowl. May you not get last place in your league unless you're going for it. So you can have the first pick, but yeah, uh, just good luck to everyone at fantasy football. I know you're all going to need it. I know I sure as hell need it. So wish you luck in your uh, championship game, but wish you luck in the toilet bowl as well. I'm not going to be a jerk about it. If I lose, it's the same outcome as most years. Don't know how I always end up in that game. I don't don't get it, Diesel, man. Never have I seen someone just have that kind of luck in fantasy football. You would 
It's the, even a broken place. clock is right twice a day, and you have, are just the most broken of clocks that's never been right. That's that's some good players this year. Just didn't work out for me. But oh well. There's always next year. Um, but we still got some football left. We're almost to the playoffs, which is really exciting, which also sucks. How did the season go by so fast? Like, it seems like it was just a couple weekends ago we had our fantasy draft at your house. I know. And now we're at week 17, and it's two more weeks, two more weekends, and we're in the playoffs. And that's when the real excitement begins, but... Damn. Love the playoffs so much, but I hate it at the same time because it means the season is over. Yep. You gotta wait eight months for four months of enjoyment. It's not fair. It's not cool. It's not cool at all. But we'll have the XFL next year. Maybe we'll do view from the top of the goalpost and we'll do XFL predictions. Maybe we should. <laughs> I'd be down. Maybe we should. That probably would be fun. Well, anyways, I think we'll close this one off. Um thank you for listening thank you for watching um also i guess you can follow me on twitter at diesel underscore vftr you can follow chad on twitter at chad's underscore mind um you can follow visionaries global media on twitter at viz global media you can watch us on youtube by searching visionaries global media you can also Join Visionaries Global Media by sending your podcast into Visionaries Global Media at gmail.com. And we're on platforms, like I said, YouTube. Um, I mean, I guess for us, we can, we, we can probably work something out. I don't know. I don't know how that works. We didn't discuss that. Scratch that. We are on <laughs> Google Play, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podknife, Potable, and Amazon Music. Yep. And as far as that, I hope everyone has a happy and safe new year. Um, we're going to have a great week of football. I hope that everyone has a safe New Year's Eve and um, milks their hangover on Sunday by watching some football. Damn right. And on that note, I think uh, it's time to get out of here. So. For my good buddy, the Dadalac Chad, I am and always will be Diesel. I say, let's watch some football. Bye. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.